0: Good morning. It is Monday, the twenty-sixth of November, and a very warm welcome to Pomo Day twenty-six. Um, kind of edging into the last week of the uh, of the project now. Which um, I don't know. I might be sad to see this go, but uh, as you would have heard a couple of days ago, I am actually considering whether to continue um, personal pro- podcasting as an ongoing project. But we'll 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 think ab- about that uh, another time. As it stands today, um, we actually have uh, another interview. So I am very uh, pleased to welcome Jonathan to today's show. Hi, Jonathan. Hello, Dave. Uh, Now, Jonathan is uh, no stranger to podcasting. He has done podcasting before. But the reason I've invited him on today's show is really just to get some kind of idea of, of how... Um, doing Napod Pomo for the first time has affected or changed his approach to podcasting. So yeah, Jonathan, really kind of over to you. If you sort of looking at it from the perspective of somebody who has so far done uh, a much more uh, periodic uh, release of podcasts, you know, bi-weekly, monthly, whatever that may be, how have you found it this month Um, We're now 26 odd days in. How have you found it doing a show every day?
1: It's funny because I I seem to have changed my attitude as the projects continued. I think very early on, I was uh, nervous about how this was going to work. And in fact, to to be brutally honest, I had actually deliberately gone and recorded a couple of backup episodes because I had this this assumption that I was going to find this onerous and difficult and therefore actually uh, wanted to have a couple in the, in the can just in case, um, that actually got me. And and I, and I did actually make use of one of those when I was traveling and, and therefore hadn't got my groove. But it's, it's funny that once I've actually, the, the great thing that I've found about doing this project is that I've actually forced myself to streamline my production process because of it. And in many ways I've learned more from having the pressure, if you will, or, you know, the, the the demand of producing a daily podcast has actually given me the inspiration to find ways around the the problems I was actively facing and and still face. I mean, it's not, I wouldn't by any stretch of the imagination suggest that I've got it down to a fine art yet, but um, it's, I've got this little, you know, I've actually managed to get it just all done on my iPhone now. I pretty much have ditched uh, my desktop or sorry, my laptop to actually be involved now. And I can pretty much just um, take my my phone and it's what's been great about it therefore is actually I've just taken a step back and gone well I've got everything I need in my hand it's it's I can just produce podcasting so this mental block that I used to have when I started podcasting that the, the imposter syndrome if you will that um, oh you know it had to be perfect and you have to get everything right and you have to be in the right zone for it it's just has been blown out of the water by my Poma. so I've really enjoyed that aspect of it
0: I suppose it's difficult to um, to be as critical of your own work if you are limited to such a a short period of time to turn this kind of show around um, I don't know whether it would have otherwise if, if you would have, have, have undertaken to do a, a recording of something whether you would have turned it around in the same day or whether you would have spread it out over over multiple days mm. but how, how long is it typically taking you once you click once you tap stop, on whichever recorder it is you're using yeah. to then get that episode published.
1: I'm surprised by how quickly I can do it now. I can, I could pretty much hand on heart say I could probably get that episode out in 15 minutes now, um, which I constantly gets a little kick out of every time I do it because effectively my workflow now is I have been typically using the voice Memos app, which is just one of the stock, um, iOS features recording that and then saving that across to, uh, the files app because uh, iOS finally got around to actually having a files concept, even though previously that was, that was missing. Um, and then importing that into garage band as, so I've now got two tracks. Um, very early on, I created my uh, intro and outro music using some Apple loops that were available in garage band. And for, for for about the first eight days I had actually got still five tracks of each instrument still knocking around in the project. And the reason that this was a problem is actually, every time I got a varying length of episode, what was happening was that when I wanted to move the outro, I was actually having to remove, remove, sorry, move the three instruments individually. I'm like, this is stupid. (laughs) Why am I doing this every single time when the outro wasn't going to change? So I effectively, I mixed that down to a single track, finally working out again. It was, this is what, it's, it's, What's been great about Napa Pomo is the fact that you actually find these shortcuts because you go, do you know what? This is ridiculous. I can find a better way of doing this. So now with two tracks, I literally drag the audio track in from a file, drop it into GarageBand, m- move where the outro is because I don't do it live, um, and then just e- export that. And then I found that Orphonic, bless its Socks has got an iOS app now. And so again, I can send that output file straight to Orphonic, use a preset, it pushes it straight to archive.org. And literally, I then get an MP3 link in my browser on my phone, which I copy that, switch tabs over to WordPress, bang it out. So yeah, I can pretty much... So say if I'm 10 minute audio, and I'm pretty much within the half an hour, I've got it out with a social media link. And and looking at that, compared to my attitude at the start of the project, it was just like, well, if you 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 can probably fit half an hour into a day if you if you push it, it's not as onerous as it felt like on the first few days going, gosh, this is going to take me ages. How am I going to sneak this around everything else I'm doing? But it's the the refreshing thing about this project has been, actually, if you've got something to say, the production process doesn't need to be the blocker.
0: Are you using your phone for all episodes you've recorded?
1: No, I think there have been a couple that I've actually gone back to using my um, audio interface and my home setup, which I do for most of my... Uh, my longer form podcasts in the past, um, and that that is noticeably different. I mean, when you when you're recording uh, situational audio, like when I've been walking around Nottingham or when I've been in the car, then you, you accept that you've got a lower quality because you are capturing audio on the move. But yeah, there have been sometimes I've actually come back to using my high quality microphone and and stuff, and I enjoy I enjoy doing that. But the same point is that the barrier again isn't or shouldn't be, in my opinion. Now having done it for 26 odd days now that you're not you you know you shouldn't get hung up necessarily about the quality in my opinion when you're just trying to get your thoughts on paper it's not yes if you were trying to do something that was very much about audio file qualities then maybe you would care a bit more but I found that most of the time uh, sweating over the small extra percentage that I could get out of just sitting with my home setup it's actually been easier to catch my thoughts on the move. And just say, well, look, I've I've done it now. I can I can publish from wherever I am. Mm. So it's been good. I've really enjoyed it. I think it's been great to have heard you do it in the past, in previous years, and and think, well, actually, no, this year I'm actually in a place where I think I can have a go. So I've really I've really enjoyed doing the challenge. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I'm really glad about that because I've certainly benefited from other people that I know actually doing the project at the same time as I I am. Uh, in previous years, I've kind of been doing it solo. Um, a couple of years ago, uh, Yannick did it as well. Now, sadly, he's not done this year. But uh, in previous years, um, it's it's just been me. Uh, I don't know know of anybody else um, that that was recording at the same time as uh, as I was.
1: I think the difficulty is is trying to gauge. I mean in in many ways, I've found this useful for just my own sharing of thoughts and and you don't it's always hard to gauge how many people are actually <laughs> listening apart from those that interact with you so in that sense it's um it i I've, I've not been getting hung up on thinking, well, nobody's probably listening to this, so therefore you know is it is it something I want to carry on doing i think the the format of the of the project is such that you because you the next day you have to produce something else, you don't have time to think, well, was that good enough? Do you listen back to your own episodes? I do, in the sense a little bit. In the sense that I, when I top and tail and edit it, I I, I listen to make sure it makes sense. The one I did on the London Underground, I spent a bit more time about because I did actually do a couple of extra tracks. I, I recorded some atmos on the tube and did some cross mixing between those. Um, I don't personally have a problem hearing my own voice back. I know some colleagues that I work with when I've said, "Oh, you should, you know, should get into podcasting," they go, "Oh, goodness no, I I I can't stand the sound of my own voice recorded." I I got, I don't know if it's just through having done previous audio projects myself, but I kind of, I've got over the fact that listening back to myself doesn't feel weird. So yeah, I don't, I don't have a problem. I don't deliberately listen back to it to think, was that good enough? Because I want to try and keep some sort of freshness about the show to say, well, I'm just doing it in one take and it is what it is. One of the early bits of feedback I got about some of my early podcasts was that it sounded too scripted. Um, and and to be fair I did actually have notes I I, I wanted to make sure I was covering the material I wanted to do and in many ways people a couple of uh, comments that I got sounded like well you're just reading that out you're not actually sounding like you and I thought that was interesting feedback that actually almost people want a little bit of rough edges because they actually don't want you to just feel like you just you could be a you know a newsreader or something
0: Okay, because the, the reason I asked the question, it wasn't so much about um, the ability to listen to your own voice, or or even so much the quality control of, of the episode, because yeah, absolutely, once it's gone out, it's gone out, and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. But I found that listening back to my own shows, uh, as apart from being an incredibly narcissistic thing to do, actually helps me uh, foster a certain level of, of quality control, not for the production quality, but actually for me as an orator. Now, listening to the episode you did last week on public speaking, Mm. uh, I kind of took that one to heart because when I was editing down the interview that I did with Jennifer Navarrete, I caught myself falling over my own voice so many times. And then filling, I'm actually trying really hard not to do this, and then filling in the gaps of where I fell over it with the stereotypical um. Uh, and I'm, t- I'm terrible for it, and I always have been terrible for it. Ever since I started podcasting, people were, were picking me up on it. In fact, people made parody over the fact that I ummed and ah and ermed all the time. And it's it's more of a case of of quality control of me, because and this is going to sound really, really weird, when I'm recording my own shows, I'm not listening to them,
1: and
0: mm-hmm. I know that's that may sound odd, certainly to, um, to to non-podcasters. But I find that by listening back to it as a listener would listen back to it, you tend to pick up on the things that you wouldn't have picked up on mm-hmm. as a producer.
1: Yeah, it makes sense.
0: Not least of which, the actual factual errors that you make.
1: Yeah, there's two aspects of that. One the fact, I have caught myself many a time throughout this project thinking I really should have actually documented what I talked about in detail every day because I think I'm repeating myself now. <laughs> and <laughs> there is always a bit of a worry that I've I've done that. But secondly, you're right. In I think if you catch yourself talking about a subject you are utterly passionate about, you will notice that the amount of linking words, which is what I'm I, I, or manure as well. When you're, when you're, you're forcing your brain to slow down to allow you to form the next thought, and that they're perfectly nat- natural form of speech. So it's not something to, to, you know, to get hung up about. But the same point is, if you find yourself on a topic that you know inside and out, you will find that that just doesn't happen. You can coherently form. Uh, acres of or acres of speech about it because it just you, you've already got those thoughts in your head when you're actually trying to do opinion based pieces like you know quite a few of your episodes this this season has been that you will sometimes pause to think well actually have I, have I made my point correctly so yeah i think i think the um listening back thing is you're right it's it's a good way of actually learning from yourself
0: yeah, and I think you you hit the nail on the head there, Jonathan. I mean, one of my one of my strong weaknesses strong weaknesses is that a word in terms of delivery is that if I am passionate about something, I do tend to repeat myself uh, to make the point that I'm trying to make more solid. And actually, that's a really I'm not going to say it's a bad thing to do, but it's not particularly a good thing to do if you're repeating the same thing again and again because you want to get your point across but actually the person that's listening is thinking i've got this you don't need to repeat it again yeah,
1: yeah it's the kind of thing that i think from from doing presentations uh, and public speaking where you're actually give, giving the same topic um, over and over again you tend to find that every time you do the talk you learn a little bit more from having done it in the past now with Napopomo we've not been Talking about the same things every day, so that's difficult. But the act of you're right, the act of actually taking that thought out of your brain, looking at it, and speaking about it, and then saying, "Well, did I actually clearly enunciate what I wanted to to get across to the listener?" Then, yeah, maybe the act of listening back is actually more important. I've not actually been doing that a lot, but that's a good that's a good thought.
0: Well, I think one of the fundamental differences between public speaking and podcasting, is that with podcasting, you don't have the visual clues. You don't know whether the person or the people that you're speaking to, the people in your virtual auditorium, have actually fallen off their chairs asleep yet.
1: There's been a couple of podcasting books that I've read in the past that were were quite keen on making sure you identify with the audience and actually almost think think empathically about them because you're right boredom and and maybe you've gone on a bit too long about a point is one of those things so yeah that's an interesting that's an interesting take on this project
0: going back to um, to Napa Pomo's as a a concept do you find that as you've gone through and as as there are more days uh, behind you than there are ahead that was a bit philosophical that um, it's getting easier to do or more difficult to do knowing that a you may be running out of ideas or even b that you're almost at the end of the journey
1: i think you become there's two aspects one you've talked already i've certainly ticked off the the obvious topics that i wanted to cover in this in this season i think the other thing is that you start to also become quite aware that if you've got five episodes left what carefully you're going to want to to make use of them because I think there is a there is already a sense now that we're over halfway through the or more than half halfway through the project that it is going to be I'm I'm getting quite nostalgic about it already and I'm not even finished in the sense that I am actually going to miss the opportunity of actually taking these ideas and actually having having a chance to chat about them so yeah I think you, I think you may be right that actually now now that the the, the boxes left are few that actually I'm gonna be more selective about what I randomly talk about rather than just aimlessly walking through Nottingham and think, oh well, look, there's a shop that's empty or um so yeah I think I think the the final countdown to uh to to coin that phrase is um is gonna force me to rethink what I'm gonna be talking about now.
0: That then implies that on the thirtieth of November you're gonna put a lid on it?
1: Um I'm gonna put a lid on it being Napod Pomo, but I think the bit that I really enjoy out of this is having uh, having an appreciation for how much I do actually enjoy doing this kind of conversation based stuff and it 's something that i 've been talking about my, with my collaborators on my other semi sporadic uh, podcast the book club pod show now that is becoming, you know it's it 's difficult to arrange for people to come together and, and there 's something easy about recording audio yourself because you can you 're in control of your own thoughts and time um Napopoma's has taught me that it doesn't have to be uh, too onerous to do and, and in many ways i've it may not be a daily thing but i think um it's reminded me that actually this kind of thing is something i'd like to do more of so I, no i wouldn't say it's a i'm going to put the lid on it and go silent for for winter uh, but i'm not quite sure what format that is going forward and i will be interesting to hear where, where you end up with that thought as you come towards the end as well
0: yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm glad to hear that because I I I'm enjoying your your content. And one thing that um, I have noticed with with Owls' show, and I'm going to pick this up with him when I talk to him on um, Wednesday, is that the way he's actually geared his his setup, his uh, his approach to episode numbering, is he's not limited it to Napod Pomo. He's started at season one, episode one, and he hasn't done an episode every day mm-hmm. which which is absolutely fine you know mm. it, there's there's no winners or losers in Napopomo. um but the way he's set it up and the way he's done it is that he can continue as much or as little as he wishes to uh, either you could just continue the numbering series or you can change to a different series uh, different season number because now is finished and now you're in uh, to to to, yeah, to quote the church phrase ordinary time um so i mean the 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 options, the the options available to you, are, are pretty infinite.
1: Yeah, and I think that's what this project has unlocked, is many ways. Um, get on, try it, do it. And, and I encourage anybody to give it a go next year, and, or even not wait for a whole year. I mean, just just do it anyway, because I think that's the one thing that this has proved, is you can do it. And with the technology options we have these days, um, and when I was listening to to last week when you were recounting all of your your kit set up from, from your podcast days, it's, it's actually, it's not um, that the entry level is, is lower than it, than it used to be back in the past. So yeah, in that sense, I think that's, that's a clever numbering system by Al, And I think it may, I mean, it may still appear through the Twine Radio output channel, but I have categorized NAPO because I did, I did want to celebrate the fact that it was a 30 day, you know, sort of nugget, but at the same point, it's, it certainly lit the fire.
0: If you had to identify one thing, one learning, one takeaway from doing Napo POMO this year, what do you think that would be? And that's assuming you haven't already mentioned it.
1: If anything, I think um, it's something that Yannick touched upon a little bit about his musing about doing 2018. It was, I think, in a way, looking back on it, that having done a bit more prep, Uh, would have probably helped i think when you've got when you start this process and realize the activity is actually not the blocker then actually maybe formulating a little bit more structure about some topics that i might have want to cover covered off and that that thought has just come to me based on your previous question about what am i going to do you know now that we're towards the tail end of this project and in many ways i think maybe actually there were possibly some subjects that I might have wanted to talk about more that um, that I wanted, would have maybe fitted in if, if I realised that the remaining boxes I've got now aren't, aren't sufficient. That said, the one thing I did like about NAPOD Poma was that ability to just pick up the microphone and go, hey, I fancy talking about this today, and it, it not feeling onerous to go, oh gosh, I've got to get the mental capacity together to talk about, you know, I didn't go as anywhere near politics because I thought I'd leave that one out but you know it's kind of you know it's kind of you know in many ways making it scripted might have actually taken some of the spontaneity out of it.
0: Yeah yeah absolutely and I I, I think I agree with that. In terms of planning certainly me this year um, I did a lot more planning than I did two years ago and I think that's one of the reasons why although I completed. Uh, Napo Pomo in 2016, I wouldn't necessarily say it was a success, because what I intended to get out of it, I actually changed, I don't know, 10 days into the project, because it just wasn't working. And it wasn't working because I hadn't planned it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's not necessarily planning every episode, because when I started, I only had, <clears throat> had the concept for three episodes, uh, and it was then the uh, feedback and the interaction to, from the listeners and then things that happened in real time that prompted what as as is is happening going forward and I, i'm i'm actually really thankful that things have happened the way they have that way they have because although when you got uh three questions left i mean it's the 26th today we've got four days worth of recording left and one of those is taken up with Al. Mm. um i think i've still got three, two or three questions left and I'm sure that I can probably come up with something for the day that I don't have a question for. Yeah. So it's not as if I've run out of ideas. If anything, I'm hoping I'll have more ideas than I need because then it'll prompt me to come back maybe mid late December or even sort of f- further into, uh, into 2019 to, to come back and and, and launch a, a solo podcast, which, as I've already mentioned uh, in a previous episode, is something that I am seriously considering mm-hmm. doing.
1: No, and I think the two things I'm going to miss from the end of this NAPOD Promo series is, is um, a your choice of um, track to to start and stop the episode. Um, that haunting call to action every morning when I'm driving through foggy, cold weather, and suddenly that eerie refrain, and I'm just like, oh, Dave's about to speak. This is this is great, and then and then the slurp. Obviously, it's not on, being on <laughs> everyone. I mean, the fact that you've delivered so many various um, high quality audio slurps um, to the nation uh, is something I will miss as well. But yeah, it's kind of that I think even though talk is the predominant thing that Napopomo is about, it's, you know, the the little touches like the the music beds and stuff that you've put into it do, do actually make it much more of a polished product. So uh, yeah, I've I've really enjoyed learning.
0: Oh, that's, that's really good. And I'm really, I'm really glad. Uh, that uh, you know, it's, it's turned out well for well for everybody concerned, really.
1: Yeah, it's been it's been great. I've I'm, I've really appreciated having the the inspiration from from you over the years, and also the fact that um, yeah, I've given it a go, and it, and it has been enjoyable. Well,
0: thank you very much indeed for joining me, Jonathan. Today, um, it's been good to to get your your thoughts really on on NAPO Pomo as as a from a, from a, a Napo Pomo newbie's perspective um, to see that. You Know it has worked for you, and bottom line, and this is all it really comes down to, and that's all that matters is that you enjoyed it,
1: yeah, absolutely. And so, yes, I, I'll, I'm already uh, open to doing it again next year,
0: right? Well, do you want before we go, do you want to just um plug things?
1: Well, currently, I mean, my, my napod promo, if you want to go back and listen to previous episodes, I know Dave's uh, very kindly linked to a couple of them on his social media over the time. Uh, feel free to find me on Twitter at twinradio. Or the website is twineradio.co.uk and you can find my NAPOD Poma episodes on there along with my other two side projects including Book Club Pod which was, has been previous episodes about books and uh, Twine Radio previously used to be about um, Nottingham Tech Scene but I suspect that that channel is probably going to become my personal podcast now. So thank you very much for the opportunity to share that. Uh, and I am on Twitter at JB John, if you wish to follow me there as well. Awesome.
0: So thanks once again for uh, for joining me today. And uh, thank you also to you, dear listener. Um, and uh, I will be back tomorrow for uh, another episode on Tuesday. And I hope you can join me.
1: ta da. Goodbye.